Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast. We're your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week, we explore a different perspective on or experience of depression because it varies in form and severity, affecting us differently. Our guests share intimate details of their struggles, coping strategies, and recovery. We keep it real because the struggle is real. We keep it hopeful because there is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We're not experts or therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and know that talking about the illness reduces stigma and humanizes the experience, making it safer and easier to ask for needed support. You are far from alone. Hi, Terry. Hello, Bridget. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but the holiday season is upon (laughs) us. I did notice, yes. (laughs) You know, there are those people who start outlining their houses with lights and baking their trademark cookies in October. Mm -hmm. They wait all year to display their nutcracker collections, as I do, and they pile their gifts under the trees, putting Martha Stewart to shame. (laughs) For them, it's a source of creative expression and joy. And then there are those of us who certainly appreciate the annual opportunity to be with our family and friends and to look back on the year to celebrate our traditions and our faith, but we don't make a huge deal about it. And there are those, for a number of reasons, that simply dread the holidays. Mm -hmm. The expense, family dynamics, pressures, expectations, maybe they're alone, grieving, or depressed. Mm Today's guest gets real about the holidays and offers some insights on how to prepare for and avoid some of the inevitable stresses of the season. You might recognize Steve's voice from one of our very first episodes, where he shared the lessons he learned from a suicide attempt. Mm -hmm. We will link to that powerful episode. But today, the focus is on the fast-approaching holidays, which I spell H-O-L-I-D-A-Z-E. (laughs) Thank you for doing this. Oh, I'm thrilled to do it. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. We spoke to you once before, and that was as a a temp survivor. This time, we are talking to you as a self-care consultant, and I like that. Yes. It's a a nice change, (laughs) and it's uh, another aspect, right? So. It is, is absolutely. So let's talk about the holidays. Oh, boy. Bah humbug. (laughs) (laughs) They're hard for a lot of people. You know, they are. Yeah. I, I think that we we have this image of this God bless us everyone Christmas. And a lot of times it is. It's more a humbug. And so what do you do? How do you, how do you deal? <laughs> so, Tell us. Yeah. What do you do? How do you deal? Oh, boy. Well... You know, there's so many aspects to it, whether you're talking about, you know, family drama or boundaries or finances or some people are struggling with faith and some people are struggling with fitness and some people are just going, you know, it's just another thing for me. I'm not really feeling the magic. I've still got to go to work. I've got bills to pay. You know, it's just one more thing to put on my checklist. And so, gosh, where do you start? You start, we decided, with the two biggest challenges this time of year, which Steve identified on social media. I put out a poll and said, you know, when it comes to holiday stress, 
what's what's your biggie? And number one was finances. Uh, number two, really close. Number two was family. Hmm. And um, then from there, you go into things like gifts. I was amazed at the people who were just stressed by I'm not a good gift giver. And I really stress by, you know, not knowing what to get or giving the wrong thing. And that's never been a a struggle for me. It's not something that I, I don't base a relationship on the fact that I gave you a really good gift or or not. You know, I just, I think things are deeper than that. Um, But it's a really big stressor for some people. Yeah, I wish I would. I'm surprised by that as well. I didn't from the uh, quality of gifts I tend to get. Don't seem people put that much thought into it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So starting with finances, what do you do when the world seems to expect lovingly procured and perfectly presented packages that precisely communicate our feelings for a person while adding to the Norman Rockwell-esque mood of the moment? pull back all this unrealistic expectation of the perfect Christmas. Stop flipping through your favorite magazine. Ignore the holiday ads that are just all over the place. And remember that the real reason for the season is it's togetherness. It's making memories. It's those traditions that you love. For Steve's family, that includes watching a favorite holiday movie together each year and baking cookies. Simple, affordable traditions that not only make it easier to manage the holidays, but to create an experience that's actually enjoyable and memorable. For me, when I'm feeling really stressed around the holidays, I have to stop and take a step back and think back over my favorite Christmas memories. And so if I think about my very favorite Christmas, it has been 30 years ago. I was this little boy. Um, We lived in this tiny little 900 square foot uh, Jim Walter kit home. And uh, my parents didn't have any money. And my biggest concern was that our tiny little house didn't have a fireplace. And I thought, you know, what is what's Santa going to do? He's not. There's no way for him to get in. Mm-hmm. The sleigh and the reindeer aren't going to have anywhere to park. This is going to be a problem. They're going to skip over my house and go to Zach's or Rachel's or Sarah's, you know. And so it's <laughs> going to be this really sad Christmas. And on December 25th, to my surprise, I woke up to this giant fireplace and a fire in our living room. It was this. Christmas magic that happened overnight. And in reality, my dad had gone to the family dollar store and purchased several sheets of white poster board and markers and colored pencils. And he created a chimney from scratch. And in front of the poster board fireplace, he put this tiny little space heater. And in front of the fire was this electric train that my dad had gone and bought from the thrift store and fixed just for me. And it was the perfect Christmas, the absolute perfect. Yeah, it was magic for a five-year-old and it, for a 35-year-old looking back, it is still magic. And so when we think about those favorite Christmases, what my dad maybe spent mm. 20 bucks, you know, on this sort of makeshift thrift shop, perfect. It's, it's not some Pinterest perfect 2018 Christmas, but in my memory, it's the very best Christmas of all. With upcycling and recycling in vogue, those thrift shop purchases make perfect sense. Also, consider donating what you can actually afford to a charity in someone's name. 
giving homemade gifts, or starting a family gift exchange so you don't have to buy for everyone. Stop striving for perfection and just enjoy the season because at the end of the day, it's not going to matter to your kids or your spouse or your siblings or your grandkids how perfectly you wrap their gifts or any of that stuff. You've got to get back to whatever the reason for your season is. As for the second biggest stressor, family. You know, there's all sorts of things that play into this family dynamic and, oh my gosh, save the drama for your mom, all right? But I, I think there are three things that you can focus on that will really help. The first is to find common ground. If you start your holiday season with your kids first, then you can make all the other plans with that in mind. And that sort of gives you that that starting point to make the holidays work. The second thing I would say is to be ready to compromise. You've got blended families, extended families. There's a lot of people. And the more people you have, the more commitments you have, the more traditions you have, the more expectations you have. And so if you're trying to make all of this work, then you're going to have to be prepared to compromise. Steve suggests sitting down together before the holidays and asking everyone what their favorite traditions are. The answers might surprise you. My kids told me one of their favorite holidays was when we all cuddled up and binge-watched Netflix. Actually, it was because I was depressed and just couldn't do it. Go figure. More than anything, I think that we have to let go of those sort of preconceived notions of what life should be like. Stop shooting all over yourself, right? And grab hold of the opportunities that are in front of you. Because there's this whole world of possibility if you just set your ego aside again, put down the fear, embrace love and creativity. I think you can do some incredible things. So the opposite end of the spectrum of people who have complicated families are people who will be alone on the holiday. And, and what do you do, especially if you have depression, to keep yourself healthy? I think that we have to remember that life comes in seasons, that it, it ebbs and flows. And some seasons are a little more lean and some seasons are a little more troublesome and some seasons are just plain sad. But more than anything, sometimes life just sucks. And when life just sucks around Christmas, it's hard to put on that happy face. And so I think you have to give yourself permission to say that and for that to happen. And go, You know what? Christmas sucks. And that's just okay. So you step away from all that pressure from the national media, from social media, from society to put the smile on and be merry and bright during the holidays and just magically be in a good mood no matter what's going on and say, you know what, this is a tough time and I'm going to do my best. So whether you're a lover of all things holiday or Scrooge incarnate, practicing boundaries and self-care are important. You've got to make sure that self-care is a part of your journey, but make sure it's a part of the whole family's lifestyle. So make sure you're doing the basics, getting enough sleep, getting out and getting some exercise, eating right, drinking enough water. I mean, these are the basics, but they're the things that somehow seem to go to the wayside when we're in this season that's all about the hustle and the busyness and the perfection and the performance. So 
make sure self-care is a part of your lifestyle. Don't feel obligated to say yes to every invitation. You can say no, and that's okay, especially if, if what you're saying no to causes more stress than joy. Stay in the moment, be present, uh, and give, whatever that means. I, I think that when we get outside ourselves and we give to someone else, it's really freeing and it's powerful. And when you're giving not out of obligation or resentment, but you're giving from your heart, it can really remind you that we're all connected. It can remind you that we're a part of a larger story and it can sort of set your soul at ease. It can help calm you down sometimes. So I think giving is a great thing. And that doesn't mean a gift. I mean, it doesn't mean some expensive thing wrapped with a perfect bow. Oh, no. A card, a thought, a hug. (laughs) Yeah. Go drive around, look at Christmas lights with your best friend or your sister or whoever that is. I, I wish I could drive around and look at lights with you, Terry. <laughs> I love that he said to your sister. I'm like, oh, you do listen. <laughs> I like it too. I like also that in um, on his website, Steve says he talks about the concept of give a dams, and he says that everybody has a limited number of give a dams, so hmm. choose them well. Hmm. So find what works for you, kind of what nourishes you, and edit out the other parts. You know, whatever drains you. And I, like I think that. a lot of Steve's message is about giving yourself permission. I think so, too. I like it. Another concept that I took from Steve's website and from his book, Catching Your Breath, was learning to silence the inner critic, practicing self-care, and cultivating a courageous life of vulnerability is transformative. I think that may well be my New Year's resolution. Mm, I like it. Very nice. So instead of saying Merry Christmas or Happy or Joyous Holidays, Bridget and I are just going to say... Have a holiday. Have the kind of holiday that works for you and your family and that in necessary ways acknowledges your mental health needs. Debt does not. Exhaustion does not. Laughter and connection do. Thank you, Steve. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on depression's dark road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.